they have to look at it like these are just this is a number on this is on a spreadsheet okay number three four two a horse is hurt okay fine move that you know what i mean like you just you have to look at it like that in order for you to get through it because you know if you you can't have like a, a, a conscious about this and also get the results you're looking for there were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared Who had advice on racing and they wanted to share it Started a website where players go to see all their picks The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exacta There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to So next time that the horses all line up at the post Make sure you use the website that'll win you the most whether churchill oakland goldstream park saratoga and all tracks in between there's only one side to go to when it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets racingdudes.com for all of your needs racingdudes.com for all of your leads racingdudes.com for all of your bets racingdudes.com as good as it gets racingdudes.com for all of your needs racingdudes.com for all of your leads racingdudes.com for all of your bets racingdudes.com as good as it gets what is up up there darren halterman it is thursday september 7th and this blinkers off what's up man what's up man we're we're back we've we've uh got through saratoga and it's onward and upward we got readers cup prep races galore from here on out big weekend coming up kentucky downs you get the chiefs back it's a it's a good thursday Yep, opening the uh, the season off, Super Bowl champion Chiefs getting ready to uh, kick things off this uh, tonight at Arrowhead against the Lions. I'm pumped. It's uh, if, it, if it's even though it falls not officially here, it still doesn't really feel like a fall, but it's here because Saratoga's over and football's here. To me, that signifies fall. I'm freaking ready. Um, interesting. <laughs> It's been anything but quiet on the Chiefs front. Like we'll get, we'll talk about the Chiefs and NFL. We're going to go over our picks. Do this every year. Give our our predictions of who's going to win the Super Bowl uh, Super Bowl matchup. We'll talk about that at the closing of the show. Um, yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Um, good. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. We'll see. Um, but lots of lots of went went down last weekend, Halterman, and over like well since let's say. Uh, since we last saw you guys, lots has happened. Let's first talk about the winner <clears throat> of, uh, of the Pacific classic. And that of course was Arabian night. Uh, I don't know. I mean, what do you make of that race? We'll talk a little, we're going to talk about today's, you know, in, uh, the Breeders' Cup and kind of the implications of that race, but just kind of overall thoughts of, of what you saw in the Pacific classic. Uh, you know, it ended up being a two horse race between the two, three year olds, kind of like it looked on paper and it ran like it looked on paper, Arabian night out in front, go rocket ride, stocking, going to go try to catch him late and didn't catch him, you know, but that's on paper. It looked like that was the one of the two most likely results. Arabian night holds on and wins or go rocket ride, catches him. Arabian night finishes second. You look at the rest of that field. It's like, well, you know, if these two, three-year-olds can't beat this field, they're probably not very good. And we talked about that a lot and they did. So I mean, how good are they? I don't know. You know, I, I it wasn't like that race jumps off the screen at you or anything. They both ran really well and they took steps towards uh, you know, favoritism, one of them at least in the in the classic. 
Yeah, I know. It 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 feels like it was good, and then you kind of like it's good for for this year's right. It, it's uh, it, it is it's become the best we've got <laughs> to work with. You know, it kind of feels like, especially with the older horses. I, I think if anything, it, it proved that the the three. I think a three. It's a three year old that's going to win the classic this year. I mean. It seems likely that the, how about this? A three-year-old is going to be the favorite, maybe the second favorite as well in the race. Um, so just, it kind of signified that we have a, uh, a clear three-year-old dominant classic division this year. In a year where the three-year-olds really aren't that good, which is strange, right? I mean, usually when you have that, it's like, well, these three-year-olds are really good. And it's like, We've got a couple that might be, you know, I, I think, I think Archangel is solid and, and go rocket ride Arabian night. They're solid, but they're not superstars, but it's just an older group. That's just not great. And so, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're going to, your, your top choices are going to be uh three-year-olds from a betting standpoint, you know, whether I think they're, they're locks to win. I, I'm, I'm not sure <laughs> they're not great, but they are better than the rest right now. Dude, I, I saw this. I don't know if you read John's article like this uh, so yet this week, but they were, he was kind of, like I said, it's good for this year. Like, the performance is good for this year. Like, he, Arabian Knight got a 101 buyer. Great. When you think, he, in the article, he talks about Flightline, you know, last year. Flightline got a 126. And when you compare the times of the two races, if you and you if you factor in the the links, you know what what um, like a, a fifth of a second means in links and so and so, Flightline would have won by nineteen links over Arabian Night. So it, I know it means nothing because Flightline's you know he's making babies, he's chilling, but it's like that's that's the that's the difference of what we're working with this year versus last year. And by the way. He cruised. He never did any running in the race. He just cruised, and he it would have won by 19 links. It, very similar to what Country Grammar was beat by, right, that day. So that's kind of what – and remember what we thought of Country Grammar after that race. You're like, oh, well, he's not very good. Well, that's we're, – we're talking about Arabian Night being the horse that we think can win the Classic because of that performance. You know what I mean? That's That's the difference, and that's what we're trying to kind of work through this year versus last year. I mean, and that's an extreme example because Flightline was so good, but right. you got to think though that doesn't really compare well to a lot of horses uh, that have won that race specifically. And and that I, I guess that's where I'm coming from when it's like I'm not you're not going to hear me you know screaming over here about oh Arabian Night he's he's really something else he's he's going to be amazing. I mean, he is what he is. I think he's solid. He's gotten better. You know, he definitely got better from the Haskell to here, but he's not some kind of unbeatable horse. Right. And same with go rocket ride. I mean, I think it's like, he's an admirable horse. He's solid, but he doesn't jump off the screen. And I, I even think back to like, uh, you know, let's say an epicenter or an essential quality, the last couple of three-year-olds, uh, that we've had, I don't think those horses are better than, than epicenter or, or essential quality even, mm. you know, and no. they weren't favorites uh, in the Breeders' Cup Classics. Uh, well, I guess Essential Quality was actually. He ended up going uh, off the favorite, yeah. Shouldn't have been, but right. you know, the the bottom line is, it's like if you had those two horses, I think they'd be like seven to five, eight to five this year. Uh, and so it's 
it is what it is. This is just a, a year that's lacking in in huge talent. It's it's uh it's tough too because like I feel the same way. Like I think Go Rock if Go Rock Ride was like a super horse, he would have won. You know, that's the thing. Like he's they're just not. You know, like Arabian Night got away with it on the front end, and Go like these horses are very average in the big picture. But let's talk. We'll talk about the classic here. We got you know, a whole. Most of the show, we're gonna talk, kind of go over through the classic field and what we're looking at so far. You know, you know that's what's crazy. It's September seventh, we are less than two months out, mm-hmm. out from the, and really, if you think about it, one month away from the end of the 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 Breeders' Cup preparations, right? As far as the, the challenge races, and so we're we're one month out until we kind of really dive into this thing. And so, I thought it would be a good time to kind of look through the field. But before we do, we got to go through or at least go over what. There's been a ton of Bob Baffert. He's back in the news. Um, I guess he's never really left the news, but yeah. he's. It, 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 <laughs> I don't even know. Like so, so uh, Pollock Report did a, did a post or did an article on kind of the reports of of having a meltdown and kind of everything that's gone down with with him related to that and just overall. And man, there's been a lot of rumors flying of what not not just rumors and in facts, obviously, but it. The big thing that I took away from it was after the Medina Spirit, and I, you're someone can pronounce it for me, well, can spell it for me, but the, the sort of the B, whatever it was, the the stuff that he was tested positive for Medina Spirit, which is help, mostly like a inflammatory type thing, and you know he he so he just said he adamant that it was you know given, and the same thing happened with Gamine. Um, with she tested positive, but it was like he kept saying, "Well, I'm never going to do that again." Like we, we, I've sworn it off. Yeah, thank you, Rob. It's you know, I've, I, I'm never going to put that in my barn. We're not going to do it. Like that's just you know because because he he was adamant about it being a false test, like meaning that he was in the guidelines of the time between what you're allowed to do it. You know, that's what he said all along. Um, and then whenever having a meltdown, you know, unfortunately dies on the track. Uh, I think that was in the was that the Chick Lane. Mm-hmm. Um, on the undercard of the Preakness, lo and behold, what's in his system? Bet, Betasimone, whatever the B word. <laughs> Point is, the dude's full of shit, which I think we all knew. But it's just the idea that kind of it, it's it's like a slap in the face to everybody that said when you when you you if you believe that he cared about the horse and then since like, Oh, well, I'm not going to continue using that. And then the horse dies and not to mention there was like a list of, of, uh, of drugs. This horse was getting, um, having a meltdown to even run on the track and it all came out. And it's just like, dude, it's just been a wild. I, I, I mean, I don't know what it does in terms of him moving forward as far as any of his, you know, allowed to run or not, but, Definitely is a slap in the face to any of the to horse racing and to anyone that kind of backed him and believed that um, he was, you know, trying to get better. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't. I think if you believe that, you also believe in like, you know, fairies and aliens, pixie dust, and <laughs> the tooth fairy and Santa Claus and all. You know, I mean, the Easter I, Bunny. I mean, that's ridiculous. Look, it, he's not going to change anything that he's been doing, and you kind of said it. It's, it's. <clears throat> A buddy of mine said once, he goes, the difference between or, or, or how you have to be when you are a big time trainer, the one thing you can't have is a conscience. Like it's 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 just a, a meat locker where you're just sending them out there and they're 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 there to make money and that's it. And when one drops dead, 
you just shovel him off and the next one goes in. He goes, that's how the big barns operate, you know, and it's, it's not just Bob Baffert, it's everybody. And that's by and large, I, I, I used to just kind of be like, yeah, you're bitter, you know, whatever. But as you, as you get years and years into this, you realize, yep, that's true. That's absolutely true. I mean, that's how it is. It's, it's just a conveyor belt. And that's, I'm not surprised. I, I don't think anybody should really be surprised by that. I, I, as I read through that, the, the main thing that something I had never heard, and maybe this happens, but he had like parasitic worm, like, like a parasitic worms all in him. Like, what is that? I've never in all my years of being around people in the game and trainers and, and, just knowing what I do now and, and you, you as well. I've never heard of that. I don't know if that's common or not, but that was just like, what? That is really strange. So. I don't even know what that. Yeah. I don't even know what, like what it, it sounds to me and it, from a very layman standpoint, it just feels like this horse had everything and anything in him to be on the track basically yeah. you know um that's what it feels like you know the joints were bad you know the horse was you know sore um and they were running him and not to on on top of that he's uh, he was a very fast horse he was trained very hard because he's got a trainer like bob baffert who you know whatever you want to say about him he trains them to be very quick very fast and when you have all those things mixed together well that happens well and you you kind of look at the the three major this is so weird because we've had so many but the three that people really point to you know the two up at saratoga right before the finish line uh with maple leaf mel and new york thunder and having a meltdown uh there which was basically entering the stretch i mean it wasn't the stretch but it was right entering the stretch they all three were kind of the same horses sprinters they run really really fast early um, and, and they had that same style, right? And so you do kind of stop and go, well, it's happening at a lot of different tracks now, and we're getting these reports back, and they don't look very good, and we're 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 investigating these things, and it doesn't look great for what they're putting the horse through to get them in the track, and it kind of makes you wonder what what really is the root of the problem? What is the main thing that is causing this to happen more often? Uh, than it yeah. did and look horse racing's always had this it's always been a problem but never to the level that it's been this year so what what's causing it to me it, it does make sense if, if if you're if you're injecting a horse with something that blocks pain that that may could be masking other issues and that's that could be causing it i but i you know i don't have that answer i I don't know. Um, I, I've had a lot of people ask, you know, obviously you and I both have anytime. Any, I mean, I'm guessing anybody listening to the show who's into horse racing, you know, a good amount has had to answer questions to someone about that doesn't, you know, whether it be family or, or friends or whatever that aren't really into it, but have heard about the horses dying or whatever. And you have to, mm -hmm. you know, what's going on? Why is this happening? And I've, it's almost like at this point I've got a script, you know, because uh, it's just, you kind of have to, you kind of feel like you're one representing and two having to say the same thing over and over, but we're going to, well, let's see, I'll say this. I, I, it feels like it's a combination of a lot of things mm -hmm. and it's all kind of come, come to a head now. You know, it's, 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 
it's weak breeding lines um you know meaning like horses like justify and i don't want to throw like he might be a fine but i'm just saying horses that had that may or may not have had a lot of issues or injury issues or violations with drugs or whatever to get what they got right um and so that's happened over time you know so the lines have gotten worse uh the breeding lines have gotten worse the bloodlines two we live in a day where it's becoming you got to win now you know we want to win now we want to win as fast as we can we want to get them to the sire um barn so we can make money you know more money off of them we got to win 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 grade ones get them you know and who's best at that guys like bob baffert yep um and then two just on top of that the 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 lack of the the lack of uh regulations and drugs and those things and it's like all that happening you can't like what happens when you have a one you have a horse that can't run very well or is hurt who's getting drugged and all they want to do is win grade ones well you're gonna have some let's say let's like there's gonna be some dead horses i mean put that bluntly that sounds awful but yeah there's going to be horses that are going to have to be sacrificed in order and and that like and again it goes back to what you said these the the big time trainers the ones that are day in day out you know the the ones in the name in the in the game the name of the game you know the ones that are, we, we hear about all the time they have to look at it like these are just this is a number on this is on a spreadsheet okay number three four two that horse is hurt. Okay, fine. Move that. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. just, you have to look at it like that in order for you to get through it. Because if, you know, if you, you can't have like a, a conscious about this and also get the results you're looking for. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I think, yeah, I think it's pretty well laid out. And I think that is a lot of it. Um, and I think, I do think the weather at, at the track, does play a part in it as well. I think the turf course at Saratoga specifically was not right all year. Um, so I, I think that's a part of it as well, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the dirt breakdowns have just been, um, it's just been incredible to, it's like, how, how do you even process that? You know, it's like it, you, you want to just blame somebody as quick as possible and move on, but you're probably right. It's, it's just a more complex issue. And, you know, I think to your speaking of, hey, the, to to the bigger barns, it's just a number in a stall, and and we move on. Uh, I go back to the worms thing again because it just that just really baffled me a lot. It's just something I've never seen before, um, and it's it's like, you know, I know it, animals can get worms, but you you know that pretty quickly, you know, when that when they do, and it just kind of shows you were they really paying attention to that horse? Did they really? you know, look at that horse and, and see what was going on. It, it, it makes you question everything. Cause you know, I think the thing that you try to sell is like, Oh, these horses are treated extremely well. That certainly doesn't, doesn't bode for that kind of thing. Does it? No. <clears throat> and it's like you, you and I both know lots of trainers that if that, if like, Hey, this, you know, he's doing fine. What could he win? Probably, but he's, he's just not feeling well. He's got, you know, he's got worms or, and he's just, he's not quite himself. We're going to scratch him. Well, happens I'll, all the time. Right. I I will jump in and give you guys a story about my, our buddy, Kelly Von Hemel, <laughs> when he scratched a horse, uh, when I was up there in the Iowa Derby, he scratched a horse and I, uh, I went back to the barn. I looked at the horse. Hell, he looked fine to me. And so, so I said, so 
come here and show me like what what was the deal you know and he had he had filling in his in his legs and so i thought they would be really like swollen up legs right they were real obvious yeah oh i couldn't even tell i said i said i couldn't even tell the difference between those legs and and or, or anything but it was just a little something that he could notice that that you know a horseman would notice but he's a hands-on trainer he he checks them every day he makes sure they're doing the best they can and when they run he certainly makes sure obviously that's not happening with other people and i'm not saying he's the only one there's plenty of really great uh, horsemen and horsewomen that are doing just fine and doing exactly what he's doing but that's yeah. obviously not a widespread thing that they're taking care of him like this right because I asked him, I said, could he have run? He's like, oh, yeah, he could have ran. But A, he wouldn't have been his best. And B, anytime you send him out there like that, you're taking a risk. And we're not doing that at the, in this barn, period. I don't care how big of a race it is. Well, that's obviously just not happening across the sport, right? No. And you just have a different, um, yeah. like you said, different mindset. And, and it's not just the uh, the, the the trainers, you know. I think a lot of the the blame goes to the the owners as well, sure. and the high the and there's a few that I won't exactly list or name right now, but there are a few that have big time trainers and you know in the your as a trainer your 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 options are because let's be honest like Kelly he's got a small group of owners right you know small yeah. time compared when you compare them to the big boys, and it's like okay I, if I start if I start doing what I you know it's right quote unquote right. Well, the owners are going to get pissed and say, well, if you don't run them, I'm going to send them to so-and-so that will. Yep. And then next thing you know, you've lost however millions of dollars versus, you know, we're training. And so it's like, you, that happens. Exactly. It happens yep. all the time. And when you, when you see, when you hear about these big time horses that may be switched randomly and you're like, why were these? Well, that's, there's probably more to the story than, than just the, the random, like how we wanted, you know, yep. new, you know, try something different or go to a different track or whatever. So it's just more to it. It goes further down than just the, tra it's not like a trainer's making all these decisions. It's, it's the pressure on, on top of the trainers that we need to get these grade one. Kind of like I said a second ago, we need to get these grade ones. We need to get these wins. We, we paid a million dollars for this horse. I need results now. Even at Kelly's lower level, it happens. He loses horses from time to time. And, you know, sometimes it is because of what you're talking about. And, and so, again, and that's a situation where the, the money pressure isn't near what it is with the how you're describing it. Yeah. And so that's these trainers could put their foot down and they will lose horses because of it. Or they could kind of do what the owner wants and hope for the best. Right. And I think I think there's a lot of both uh, that's happening. And that's that's just how it is. And. You know, I'm sure when Kelly made that call and they scratched that horse, I'm sure the owner wasn't real happy, but it's, it's, it's the decision of, Hey, we're not going to risk the horse, you know? And like you said, he's got owners for the most part that'll say, that's fine. You know, if they're calling me up say, that's fine, do whatever you need to do, you yeah. know, because I'm smart enough to know I'm not a horseman, but a lot of these guys aren't like that. They think they, they think they know how to take care of a horse and the, 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 Fact of the matter is there's very few people in this world that actually do know how to take care of a horse like that. Right. And we kind of, we just need to let them do their job, but then you get into the, what we're getting into. A lot of them aren't doing their job that are in those big time positions. And, and I think it's important to, to not 
just, I mean, if you think about the big picture of sports, I mean, this is what's happening in all sports, you know, with, with, you know, what, there's so many more injuries than there used to be in NFL or MLB or hockey or whatever. Like you think about back in the day, like, like these guys, like these, well, they would play all the time. They would never get hurt. You know, if they did get hurt, it was like, they kept, they played through it. Now the injuries are catastrophic and, and uh, you know, the games are faster. The people that get the athletes are bigger. They're stronger. You know what I mean? And it's all part of not just, it's not all natural as well, you know, which, which, so it's like, it's not just a horse racing thing, but the, the difference is, is these sports are trying to make these games safer. You know, they're mm-hmm. trying to, you know, to, to make the, the game still move, go on without these major injuries happening as, as least as they can. And it feels like with horse racing, we're just kind of like, let's just do what we always did, but it's not the same game as it was, you know, a hundred years ago. That's, you know, it, that's the biggest difference to me. Well, and Kevin has made a lot of good points in the Rapoli comment there is exactly. It's like, you know, these, these guys is like, well, I flew my family here. We got to run. It's like, well, you can't, I mean, you can't run if you're, if you're, if you're hurt. Right. And that's, that's a lot of the situations for yeah. sure. Are those kind of situations. He also said, uh, look with social media now, how it is and eyes, all kinds of eyes on the sport, uh, you know, that, that aren't just horse people. And that stuff spreads. You just can't, it can't go on like this. It's eventually, you know, the quote unquote wrong person is going to see this and this thing's going to end pretty quickly. I mean, that's, that's the reality that I live with honestly is the people, most of the people that are seeing this goes going on are, are horse people that kind of understand and can comprehend it. And, other people that just like they might see it and it's like, well, I'm not going to join that sport, but they they can't really do anything about it. You know, if the wrong person sees it, it's going to start. And we as an industry don't have a lot to fall back on to defend ourselves because we've let this get worse and worse and worse. And it's crazy too because it's like it, you just keep hearing about all the different. You know, Naira is putting all this money into their all their tracks, you know, and they're adding new track, new uh, track surfaces at Saratoga and and uh, and Belmont. Belmont's completely getting completely redone, and it's just like they're investing. And you're like, part of you says, well, why? No one would do that, right? If 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 racing was about to die, right? And so there, it's like a you're kind of torn with this thought of like it feels like racing is over, and then other times you're like, well these guys act like it's, it's like the 1970s again. Right. And, and we're just blowing this thing up and, and growing it. And so do I think it's going to go away? No, not in our time, but I wouldn't be surprised if like Naira is like, while we're, you know, while we're still around, Naira is one of the few games in town. Yeah. You know, I think that, I think they're probably thinking, and that's, a, that's another big problem is that everyone thinks for themselves, right? Naira's putting got themselves in a bubble thinking, how can we just keep going to what we're, you know what I mean? Versus the sport overall. Yeah, exactly. And, and it, Churchill's doing it and, it, and Del Mar's doing it and, and, and California, you know, whatever. So it's like, everyone does it on their own. Yep. Absolutely. And that's the, that's the thing. And if, if it doesn't, I mean, there's always gonna be a place for racing and uh, it, it's, I don't think it's going away. Um, I think it's, I think it could retract for sure, but it's, it, we're not going to attract new people with what is currently happening. Right. And I, I think racing could 
attract new gamblers. There are a lot of new people into the gambling field as more and more states allow sports wagering. And I think you can convert those people over, but you can't convert them over if they bet a race and this happens and they're watching. They're not going to stay. It's just not going to happen. So for us to to grow out of the sport, this kind of stuff can't keep happening or it's it's going to be what it is right now and slowly just kind of retract to what to wherever that bottom falls, right? But it's going to fall. There's no it can't keep going on like this and grow and be a prosperous. Um so that's I mean, that's just the facts of it, in my opinion. Well, listen, we, uh, this conversation I think is, is, is hard, but it's needed. And, and we've been talking about an idea of having, um, kind of having a, uh, a round table sort of discussion with not just us, but you know, anyone on the team, maybe bring in some people that we know that, that can talk more on the subject. But, um, one of these evenings here in the next couple of weeks, maybe wait till Del Mar. So stay tuned, kind of keep on the lookout for that, but kind of have a discussion about what we're doing about just what we think what's could happen what's going on maybe bring on a couple people get your guys's takes but yeah i mean yeah listen um that's it that's just i mean kevin says i brought 12 friends to the whitney and 10 to the travers all who love gambling and tried horse racing we had to leave early both days and they aren't interested in going back if that's not the that's it the explanation point to the point we're making i don't know what is Hey, if I went to the 2007 Arkansas Derby and Curlin broke down, I never would have went back. If you would no. have went to the Rebel in 2009 and when Willie would have broke down, you never would have went back. No, nope. and, and I can say that a thousand percent. I never would have went back, ever. So, I, I get it. It's uh, well, you think about um, Jesse, our, our boy Jesse Santos here on the chat, and you know we hang out with them at the. At, yep. the, at the Travers and, and his son. And, and it's like, you think of someone like, how old your son? I don't remember how old he is, like 14, mm-hmm. 13, 14, somewhere in there. Um, and it's like, and he's even kind of getting over it. And remember when we first met him, like he, like, th- like he was so jacked up about the sport and th- like, and that's the future. Like that's literally the future. You know, it's, it, it's one thing for us degenerates to be, you know, harping about it because we're already in it, right. We're in it. And, as much as we hate it or whatever, we're upset about it. We're going to stay in it because this is just, that's what we, you know, we love horse racing, but for, for kids like that at that age or, you know, uh, uh, you know, Kevin's friends or whatever, like, no, nah, they're just, they'll just, they'll just do something else. Yeah. Jay, you know, Jalen's like, he's 14. So it's like, I don't blame him either. That's the other thing. Why would you stick around with it? Jalen was the most enthusiastic person, enthusiastic person I've ever met last year at the Travers. I think, do we meet him at Travers? Yeah, we met him at Travers. All I want to talk about was racing. All it was, he was a kid in a candy store. And I literally heard Jalen at this year's Travers tell his mom, I am so ready for this to be over so I can go home. And you, you I mean, if you want to criticize us for talking about this, or you guys shouldn't be putting the sport. I mean, that's, that is the reality. Yeah. And I stood and watched the races all day with that kid both days. So I, I saw the difference. Okay. And if you think this isn't having an impact on people, you're living in a, in a, in a bizarre world that is, doesn't exist because that is the reality. Well, Halter and I had a very hard discussion, uh, the, uh, Travers night evening. 
And we were like, you know, if, if, you know, of course after New York Thunder and that day, and, and it's like, that's the other thing too, both days, right after, after New York Thunder and uh, after Maple Leaf, like you didn't care about the Whitney, you didn't care about the Travers, it, yeah. you know, those don't, you realize those don't matter. And, you know, if we, if, if we were just new, like we just started the racing dudes when this all was happening, there would be no racing dudes, you know, because yeah. when we were, when we were getting into it, we were young and, and there was, you know, naive, I guess. And, and this wasn't happening as often. And, you know, we saw a couple of triple crowns and we were, you know, couldn't have been, couldn't have loved it more. And now it's like, yeah, if, if we weren't in it more, we would just probably get out. And I realized that, like you said, that probably doesn't sound awesome for some people to hear, but it's, it wears on you when you do this day in and day out. And, and especially when you're wagering on these horses and they don't make it back to the, you know, to the, to, yeah. you know, to the barns, it, it, it wears on you to see that over and over again. Yeah. And then you get, you get, you know, the reports, you kind of like, well, all right, we're, we'll, we'll move past it. And then you get these reports about, you know, horses that passed away and this is in their system and that's in their system and it comes right back, you know? And again, the guys like us are probably in it, you know, like we're not getting out of it. Right. And, and, and there's a lot of people like us. We're hooked. We love it. We're not getting, we're not leaving, but we're not getting anybody new. No. And, and that's, that's just the bottom line. And for, for a kid like that, you know, that's just one example of many that, that are just like, I don't know about this. It's like, yeah, it's not, it's not going to work. So we, they got to do better. They got to fix a problem. It's a, it's a problem beyond us, you know? Yeah. I kind of feel sometimes like we can just yep. you can talk about it and until you're blue in the face and then, and then look at us, we're going to talk about the breeders cup next. And we're going to talk about some racing and that's in a nutshell. What, what it feels like we do in racing, right? Is, uh, is we just move on to the next meet to the next race, literally the next race. That's, what's crazy about it. Right. You know, Newark thunders, not even cold yet. And we're, and we're getting ready to run Echo Zulu in the next race. And, and it's just like, you got to just, well, you just got to, you just go, you just keep going forward. Not to harp on it, but yeah, Jason, he's with us and, and we, we can barely even watch the Echo Zulu race. Like when she turns for home, it's like, oh God, I, I, I just dread this until she gets to the wire. <laughs> yeah. And not, and, just, and to, to kept to, to Kevin, your point, and just to kind of go even step further, I, I'm, I'm tired of having the discussion with, um, my boys about my boys who this, you know, and then they're young, like, but I want to teach them horse racing because I didn't learn about horse racing until I was in my twenties. Yeah. And they asked me, is that the horse that died or mm -hmm. is that the horse that died? Cause I've got pic, you know, looking at pictures and stuff and, and you, what happens? Why does it die? You know, cause kids, you know, they want to know. And it's just like, this is, I hate this. I, mm -hmm. Why am I teaching you guys about a sport with these horses, these animals that are awesome, you know, especially for in a kid's eyes, these amazing horses are not, are not living. And it's just like, and, and then it's like, what does that make me like, look like, you know, as a dad and I know, and it's just like, Oh, I hate it. And so it's, I'll be honest, I'm having a hard time with that personally, as far as like, so I kind of, you have to like, not, I don't want to share it as much with them as I used to, you know, because yeah. I don't want to be watching a race with them when a horse dies, you know, like we haven't, thank goodness we haven't had that. But if I was watching that race on any of those days, like with Maple Leaf, I mean, I don't know how I'm going to, you know, get talk that one through with them. So, and, 
it's it, tough. It is. Yeah. And again, like when we got going and I went to the track a lot and I, it was years before I actually saw one years. And again, that's just something you're never okay with it, but you're like, look, it, it it's going to happen. You're going to eventually see it. You got to just move on. I mean, I hate to say it like that, but when they're years apart, it, it's like, I, I get it. Yeah, it's, it's what happened, you know, but when every time I go to the track, I'm seeing it, that's just, like I said, we're not going to Finger Lakes. Yeah. Right. Like these are the big tracks. So the, the, the two biggest meets of the year or, you know, Churchill yep. and, and Saratoga both had to either had to be shut down or should have been shut down and both had serious amounts of death. And that's just insane to think about, you know, so, yep. um, but yeah, so stay tuned. We will have, we're going to have more discussion on this. I feel like we could just end the show <laughs> because, oh, uh, I should. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. But put on the smiley face. Cause we're going to go and talk about the upcoming. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to know, maybe people in the comment, I'll, I'll open any question. Then we'll go on. But I don't listen to other shows like are other people. No, I'm not talking about Twitter. I'm talking about other media people. Are they talking about this at all? Like, I feel like we're the only ones that are out here and I don't know. Yeah, maybe I, that's good. Maybe that's bad. I'm not sure. I don't either. I don't know that answer either. And I'm, I'd yeah. be curious to know if like, I don't know what the, some of the other shows are really, to be honest, there's a lot I know, but are those, are they just bypassing it and going straight to the next race? Like we do in horse racing or are we actually the only, I mean, are they, talking about it because you don't ever feel like we're talking about it and i say that we as in a as a media or as in a generalized media you know other than twitter you know obviously but um anyway yeah so they kind of do a two-minute segment saying things need to be done and gloss over it and i mean maybe I, i hope i mean i'm not i don't think you're trying to throw shade it's just like it's just like hopefully others are bringing this up no, I'm not trying to throw shade at all. I don't care if they're talking about it or not. I just wondered from the standpoint of are we do we are we over caring, you know? I don't know. I definitely think we are closer. Like we're you know, like we mm-hmm. care more than most. Let's put it that way. You know, as far as like the general like horse racing fans and people, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you go to the track and yeah, there's a lot, like you said, there was a lot of people that were, you know, faced by this and, um, leaving the track early and you could tell, but there's also a really good amount of people that I don't know they care at all or thought even knew that the horse was hurt, you know, which is, it is what it is. If you want to be that way, that's all right. I'm not, I'm not here trying to talk down to anybody. I just was a curious, like, are we the only ones? Are there other people like, come on, like we got to do something here. I don't know. And I think with us, it's like, we own the business. This is it. Like if, if this sport doesn't do well, we aren't going to do well, you know? So. Well, yeah. Like this is our, no, I mean, this is like, we love it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is our livelihoods, you know, like this is literally all we do. Um, I, I, I love talking about it. I love betting it. I, you know, everything about it. I, I generally love the sport, but it's mm-hmm. when you're this close to everyone knows it's just with anything. When you get too close to something too entrenched in it too, you've been working on it too hard. You like it, it wears on you. And then on top of that, when you have shitty things happening in it, it's hard, 
it's tough um because think about you guys like you know it's like you're done with it or you know maybe you haven't bet since the traverse day or whatever halterman halterman and i but halterman especially guess what we gotta look at sunday we gotta yeah. look at monday oh yeah we gotta look sure. at tuesday and wednesday and thursday and friday and you know what i mean like it just keeps going we have to that starts our job is to, to handicap horse racing and so Halterman literally gets zero breaks from the, like, I need a break from horse racing. It doesn't happen because there'd be no website if you did. So it wears on you. Yep. <laughs> I can yeah. see it. A lot of times it's like, dude, you need, a, you, you need, because it's tough. Um, yeah. But anyways, all right, let's get to today's show. We'll try to, try to rebound a little bit. Just, just, just move the discussion ahead and hopefully we can hope, you know, hope for some changes. And uh, we will have another discussion more in in depth and have the whole team involved in this in their coming weeks. But for this show, we're going to preview and kind of look at the upcoming 2023 Breeders' Cup Longines Classic. Who's in? Who's out? What odds can you expect? We're going to kind of go look at the field as of right now, you know, two months out. Then we'll give some rapid fire selections real quick at Del Mar and Kentucky Downs, including the Run Happy Del Mar Free Charity that's happening on Sunday at, of course, Del Mar. Let's go. Another thing, the sport's got to fix. So Magic had a best bet at Horseshoe Indianapolis yeah, uh, for the show today, and it won. And the horse was 7-5 to five loading into the gate and went off at 1-5. to five. <laughs> He's super pissed. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. That's not great. <laughs> How's that? I mean, I get, I mean, I get like a with a track like that it's you're not going to have as many you know there's less money in the pool so it's going to swing more but still that does become insanely aggravating and i think just from a gambling standpoint jason he's like he he it was a conflict of emotion because if new york thunder stays up he hits the pick five but then you feel guilty thinking about well i should have hit that pick five but i think the, the reality of it is jason you probably should be feeling like I should have hit that. That's ridiculous because you're there to be a gambler. That is, that is your job. That's why you're there. That's why you went. So yeah, I felt it too. It's like, this is crazy. And like, you do kind of feel like, well, gosh, there's so many things, but Hey, you went there to gamble that day and you got robbed. So don't feel bad. I, I, I was the same way with Maple Leaf. I had the Maple Leaf over, uh, what was it? Pretty mischievous, exacta, cold. And uh, I was celebrating because you could tell the one was about ready to get up for second. Right. Yep. And I, I had my hand up and I looked over like at you or someone to, to celebrate. And then phew, she mm-hmm. goes down. Yeah. And it was just like part of you, obviously, is that you're extremely, I mean, for the first while you're upset. But then you're like, oh, and that exacta was going to pay huge. And that's just part of it it's just disgusting to think of it that way but like you said that's why you're betting them right <laughs> you know yeah and uh when you and on the flip side you know i know people for one you you cashed on on the pretty mischievous that day you know because yep. yep. you had a win bet on her and that's hard too right because you cashed on it but you feel disgusting about cashing on it and a lot of people are the same way with their pick fives or whatever yep um so it's like what are you supposed to do you're supposed to like not accept the money you know, not accept it, say, no, I don't want it. You know, it's just, it's, what are you supposed to do? And you feel weird if you take it. So. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. All of that. 
is a hundred percent accurate. Like you're like, it, it was 20 minutes. And like after that race, so you're talking the Maple Leaf Mel and, and, and uh, I forget who said it. I think it was Steve. One of Vinny's friends, uh, Steve was like, guys who actually won that race. And we were, yeah. I was like, I, I don't have any idea. And we had to look it up. Yeah. So, anyway. Hell, I, that next race, which was a graded stakes race, I think. I after the, I was like, I looked up and I was like, oh, they're running. I didn't even, I, I didn't even yeah. know or care, frankly. So, yeah. and it's crazy, but uh, yeah. All right, everybody, let's reel it back in. Let's uh, let's put on a brave face here and let's talk about the Breeders' Cup Classic. That's two months out. They're all in line and we're ready for the start. They're off in the Breeders' Cup Classic. All right, we are two months out from the Breeders' Cup Classic, and uh, hard to believe we're, we're kind of approaching the final preps um, of the Breeders' Cup. And we're going to take a look here now that we are, you know, for the most part, most of these horses are that are on the list, are we're not going to see them again until the Breeders' Cup Classic. But there's a few in here that, that might run again, and obviously a few that might pop up between now and then. But taking a look at the top 10, uh, you know, Haltzman and I are part of, of the Breeders' Cup um rankings and there's a group of, i think it's like 40 some people it might say on this website actually that i got on the screen uh 43 people that that do rankings for this every week and so we put in our rankings and so here's like we're just going to kind of use this as a as a as a, a base as far as who's in let's pretend these are the top the, the 10 horses that are in the breeders cup classic and kind of go through thoughts on this as we look forward that look forward um towards the Breeders' Cup Classic. So I'll run through the list real quick to start, and then we can kind of go from there. And Archangelo is the one horse, number one. Uh, of course, Travers winner, Go Rocket Ride, the Haskell winner, second in the Pacific Classic. Pacific Classic winner, Arabian Night, is your third horse. White Abario, your runaway winner in the Whitney, is four. Five is Forte. Uh, of course, you know, a horse that did not do much running, didn't run great in the Travers. Proxy, it's hard to believe he's number six, uh, but that's where we're at. Bright future. Listen, maybe he does have a bright future. The Jockey Club winner really ran well, I thought, uh, the other day. Number seven. Number eight, Zandon. Uh, nine, your Derby winner, Mage. And ten, Ushba Tesoro is the uh, is the uh, Dubai World Cup winner is in the tenth spot. So that's the Japanese horse that's supposedly going to make his way over to uh, the Breeders' Cup this year. So I guess... <laughs> first thoughts on that that let's just say the classics this saturday that's the that's the field the 10 that's gonna feel the 10 thoughts <laughs> i mean yeah how quick, how quick can we get out of here you know that's what i would be thinking how's traffic gonna be getting out of here can we beat it uh yeah look i that's disrespectful to archangelo go rocket ride arabian night white barrio i mean these are horses that have ran very good races uh recently so you know give them credit i, I think with white barrio everybody's wondering can he do that again i think that's you know the big question there but the the three-year-olds have been pretty you know pretty pretty consistent here um but it's it's not great it's not a great field uh there's no doubt about that it's it definitely leaves a lot to be desired uh, you got to think the Japanese source that won uh, the Dubai World Cup can come over here and win. If you, if that's the field of 10, that's definitely a horse that's going to get a lot of, of attention. Yeah, Trish, I, was, I mean, maybe the all over, over Zandon is the best bet of the Breeders' Cup right there because you know that horse is going to run second 
Um, he does it every time. You know, we were dead on. We I, we keyed him in the uh, in the Whitney. We just unfortunately did not have the right horse on top, but kind of had a feeling he would run second. But yeah, it's not. It's a if if say you had like one. I mean, I would even take one, but two, or say Cody's wish was ran you know ran well in the Whitney and won the Whitney or something. Then you're talking about a complete. It's just the three year old department. If you added these three year olds into the mix of a one or two really good olders. That's a great, that's a great, great classic, right? But the problem is, is our leading contenders are these three-year-olds in a lackluster three-year-old division already. You know, it's, it's the best we, like we, we are, we're fortunate in a sense that the best three-year-olds that have in, in a general sense, the best three-year-olds that have ran this year are running in the classic, you know, that's, that's awesome that we get, get that. We get the Derby winner, we get the Belmont winner. We get the Haskell winner. We get the Travers winner also. You know what I mean? Like, that's great. But you don't – White Barrio is like your headlining kind of Whitney prep. Um, that's kind of your – or the other one is Arabian Night in the Pacific Classic. Like, you just don't have that wow horse uh, in the race that that you can get really, you know, excited about. If White Barrio runs that Whitney effort, isn't he like a lock to win this race? Yeah, if he does. Like he he's the one horse out of the group that that has run a race where you're like, yeah, that's a classic win. Like that's yeah. easily. But how can you trust him to do it again? First of all, it doesn't sound like we're going to see him until the Breeders' Cup Classic, so that's not ideal. Awesome. And second, he's never been anywhere close to what he he did that day in the Whitney. Like not even close. So what are you supposed to really do with him? But he, that is the one race. Like if you're going to look, Hey, what's a race that's going to win the classic? Why to Barrio? Boom. Why to Barrio's Whitney will win this classic. Can he do it? And I don't know. Maybe it's as simple as well. I don't know if he will or he won't, but we've at least we've seen him. So yeah. maybe he'll do it, you know, and maybe you take him. Well, here's the current list. Um, so John White in his latest uh, express bet, article he does every week um he kind of used this week as a as a and kind of where i got the idea of like let's 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 talk about the breeders cup because it definitely feels like that kind of week um he did like kind of his you know obviously john is uh, does the morning line for the breeders cup he'll be doing the Bre- morning line for the breeders cup this year so this is a real this isn't just like john taking a, a hack at it oh <laughs> look at this can you see this no <laughs> i like it in the basket <laughs> I think he got stuck. <laughs> but yeah, what he's talking about, John has the morning lines up right now. If the Breeders' Cup were today, here would be the morning lines. So yeah, so John, it, John White makes the morning line. So that this is going to be pretty accurate. If it was ran today, this is what it would be. This is AI. Yeah, and it's as good. It's as good. It's as factual and close to what you're going to yeah. get. <laughs> yeah, I, <know. laughs> I should have just left him in there, but <laughs> um so listen we got archangelo at uh three to one so the morning line favorite and by the way his top four morning line right now are three-year-olds uh maybe a little recency factor into that so that might wear off but still three to one archangelo four to one on go rocket ride four to one on arabian night five to one on white abario eight to one on forte so i mean just looking at it there's there's the value um proxy is at 12 to 1 bright future is at 12 to 1 there might be some value there zandon at 15 to 1 
Mage at 15 to 1, and the Japanese horse Ushba Tesoro at 15 to 1 as well. So, you know, John, admittedly, I asked him the other day, I was like, dude, you got to be dreading this morning line for the for the classic, considering what we've had to work with. And you know, it's just an impossible task to try to come up with a morning line for this. But where's the value lie? Sounds like you got a dinosaur in the background there. You better go take care of it. It's actually King Kong. So, oh, King Kong. Well, yeah, yeah same difference. Not, not um, many people can do a podcast while King Kong's roaring in your ear, but I- that's right. Uh, you know, I think, I think that the value is it, it, I, to me. I would go down to the if the Japanese horse really is that price. I think that makes sense. And listen, I, this is not. You know, don't hold John to these lines because this is two months away. This is if it was today. But the Japanese horse makes a ton of sense here at that price. Um, I think why to Barrio, if he's that price, it does make sense to, to try it because you're going to look at the paper come Breeders' Cup Day unless something happens between now and then, which, you know, that really changes it. But you're going to look at it and go, well, hell, he, he's ran a race better than these and he's five to one or whatever he's, he's going to settle down to be and you're just going to take a shot with him, you know? Makes sense to me. I don't, I don't think I came into this breeders cup season thinking wide barrio could be my classic pick but i think he definitely could be you know honestly how like do you have a, a little bit of a feeling like what are, like bright future might be coming on the right time no you don't have that at all i kind of no. have a little bit of that not even um, a little bit no and it's interesting like i wonder if if forte even runs in like will he run in the classic i don't know would it be surprising if he didn't not really no no um, especially considering Rapoli's got they got he has both of those, so yeah, maybe it's bright future. Um, you got to think like I saw a comment in here somewhere, rattle and roll. Um, you got to think whether what, it, McPeak will have one of his in there, right? Yeah, you know, whether it be smile happier or rattle and roll. Uh, disarm would have been a good one. Obviously, he's off for the the rest of the year, um, but you're not really missing any anyone in here, I guess. Like. You could maybe see Bob Baffert having like another one, whether it be defunded or, you know, one of his other, you know, whatever. But I, again, like I, I think you're going to get 10 to 12 horses in in the race. So pretty easily, Mm -hmm. not very good ones, but they're going to be in there. Why would you not enter if you're healthy? If you can go a mile and a quarter, you have to run in this race. I, 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 I see. No, if you, if you have a healthy horse and he can get in, or she can get into the classic. <laughs> Why would you not do it? Well, this is not a field that to be scared of anybody. So, and I guess, you know, back to your bright future. I mean, I, he's now has a, he's in the game and he's ran a race that competes with them, but I just, I don't see a world where he wins. Yeah. And there was some, you know, like that's the other thing too, is we don't have, I mean, you just don't have like that horse. Like if you wanted to run a, a female in the race, right. You know, because there was some talk early on, like maybe Ness could point towards that. If she, you know, rolls again, well, you can't count on Ness. And uh, it's like Clarier. Uh, you can't count on Clarier. Like you just don't have that. Just, if we had like a super, like a top, top end, um, trying to think of, what's her name? Uh, Monomoy girl. Like mm-hmm. if you had a Monomoy girl type of horse, then you're like, yeah, runner hell you know but you just don't have that and so you like i like the idea of running the female in the race like but 
who are you going to use? You know, you got to get a life grand there, right? He hasn't any work since, since like yeah. June. I don't know what he, he still hasn't. That's not good. No, I don't know where he's at. I'm afraid to ask him. Um, yeah. Hey, stretch out to a mile. Got second in a starter allowance. Maybe it is time to try the Breeders' Cup Classic. I don't, not a quarter. I bet he can get it. Exactly. But yeah, yeah. like a late Monomoy girl, Midnight Basu, um, you know, Would you, by the way, if, if, if just for fun, if it just this field that you have here and enter X with LA, any of those three, let's say, would you pick them? I would probably pick Monomoy girl. I would not pick a late or midnight basu. I would probably pick Monomoy girl. Yeah. You see, you see him. I just, I just think songbird beholder two other ones i probably would think about it like oh yeah you yeah, gotta beholder pick horses sure. well, beholder would probably be six to five yeah and probably dominate by the way probably I mean, yeah it's uh i mean i and archangelo deserves to be the favorite you oh, know for sure. thing. like and yeah. and honestly i if you made me pick a horse right now to win it would be archangelo probably yep and that's not awesome right because it's, no. it's <laughs> i mean but it's hard. You know, I was against him. I, 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 when the Travers, I was, you know, very publicly said, I want to wait and see with him. I got to let him, yeah, he's got to prove it to me. And well, he proved it. All right. Um, yeah. he, he looked awesome. And so it's like, at this point, what more do you want him to do? You know? Uh, so I don't know. I think they kind of act like they would train up to it, but, uh, if that's the case, then you're kind of having to hope that they acted like they want, that's what they want with him, the, the, the breaks. So we'll see. But, uh, I don't know if I, I don't think I have the guts to play against them again. Let's put it that way. I mean, Versus the same horses, right? I mean, that's like, he, he could beat most of these horses. We know that, you know, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think, I think you got to make the decision. Do you prefer him or do you prefer the two out in California? You know, talking about Go Rocket Rider, Arabian Night, that's that's decision number one. It's like, okay, and then you got to say, okay, what older horses can I play? There's decision yeah. two, and then, then you go from there. Well, um, all right, so if I made you make a pick right now, who would it be? <sighs> if the race was this weekend, who are you picking? Um... Yeah, this is so bad. I, I guess Archangelo. I guess I, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think I could. I don't think I could do it at that short of a price. Actually, I, I don't know. Maybe I go wide to Barrio. I mean, the thing about wide to Barrio is the one. The one, like I feel like the one um, benefit you have if you're betting him is that you can single him on the top side of everything because it's like there's no point of playing him underneath. No. He's either going to win or he's off. He's going to run six or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So to me, Wide Barrio is, a, is an all or nothing type of horse. Um, you could play like one straight cold exact to Wide Barrio over Zandon and then play some other stuff. That, But that to me is maybe uh, one of the most likely scenarios. Um, and that's going to have a huge payout. The one good thing is, guys, no matter who you like, even if it's Archangelo, Maybe you like Archangelo with Bright Future or whatever. This thing, the value is going to be all over this race. Yeah. It's going to be screaming in this race. So, there's, you know, it makes it's a betters race. It's not maybe not a uh, world class type of race, but it's certainly a betters race here. So, yeah. Um, we're two months out. 
that's a look early look at the Breeders' Cup Classic happening this week or this uh, this fall at Santa Anita. I have not picked White Abario to win a stakes race since the Florida Derby. Why would you? Is the other question, right? So and I haven't been wrong exactly. Yeah, until last time out. <laughs> well, yeah. a lot of us were wrong there, so don't feel yeah. too bad. He, I mean, I did you pick can. him to win that allowance race at uh, at Gulfstream, which he did. Of course, he was facing nobody. Um, so. Got some sweet uh, King Kong versus Godzilla guys here today. So, oh, now it explains. Okay, yeah, we, we were, were all very a, confused, but now that explains it. He had a doctor, uh, a, a checkup, um, and he did really good at the checkup. All things were great, and so his reward was a trip to Target. So, anybody that has kids or doesn't have kids, let me explain something to you. If you ever don't have, if you don't have kids, you've been to Target. Like you always hear kids crying at Target. It happens. Like, <laughs> I've never, I, I swear to you, Halterman, I have never been to Target in my life where I, and maybe it's just like a dad thing because I'm hearing it. You know, I can hear it from the, like, like, you know, it's like the bat. Yeah, I can hear it from a mile away. But yeah. it's like either my kids are crying or another kids are crying. And it's always about a toy they did or did not get. Right. It's always, it's just, it's an insane place to bring kids, but I'm an Man. idiot and I do it every time. So. Man. Time for Rapid Fire, presented by Racing Dudes Best Bets. Make sure you go to web, uh, the Racing Dudes website, racingdudes.com, to learn more about the best bets, to see that tab on the homepage, Best Bets. I have been on a heater as of late. I finally missed one, Halterman, but uh, the Best Bets gives you kind of, you can see yourself, myself, Magic, uh, you can the whole team at Racing Dudes, your dad's on there, and you can get an idea of what we're playing and by, like, exactly what we're playing. They're out from... Uh, 9-2, which I guess was... What day was 9-2? Was that Saturday? Yeah, the end of Saturday, I went on a seven-bet streak. Seven of my best bets in a row cashed uh, for over... like I think it was like $2,500 or something crazy. I just couldn't miss. It was crazy. And like half... Uh, five, what was it? Five of them? Uh, one, two, three, four. Exactly. Five in a row were exactas. Yep. And we're talking like Christ exactas. It was, it was just crazy. And so... Make sure you go to the website, check. You can see my stats. You can see Halterman stats, what we're betting. Um, and you can just, you know, a lot of people ask us, like, who do you like? And, and uh, you know, you have all these horses lists, but what do you really like today? What are you playing? Well, this gives you exactly what we are playing. And it's not just horse racing. Obviously, with the NFL starting, we'll have NFL picks, we'll have college football picks, all that on there. What we're betting on any sport is available there on our best bets page. So make sure you go check that out now all right let's go to race seven on saturday at del mar it's the john c maybe stakes great two 250k for phillies and mares three olds and up going uh how far is this going where is it well it's not on there but oh uh anyways they're going distance and <laughs> how far is it why is it not on there it's a mile and an eighth where is that mile and eighth on the turf thank you <laughs> look at that do you see it it's not on there i don't see it on your screen no okay well so anyways they're going at mile and eighth on the turf and fill the six lines up nine to five is your favorite the four horse closing remarks where are you going yeah i'm gonna go closing remarks again uh got the job done in the yellow ribbon i'm gonna play him back here i, I think it's close though i think there's a, a few horses that um do kind of pique the in interest but uh this horse seems to really like that Del Mar turf course last time out. I think if she runs that type of race again, 
I think she's going to be a little too tough. There's some interesting ones in here, though. You know, Oakhurst is a horse that's kind of trying to get second off the layoff, kind of be up and coming. Uh, the five, uh, you know, might be able to get the job done, too. But I think closing remarks is going to be pretty tough to hold off in this spot. Yeah, I... It's not the it's not the awesomest of fields here. No. But uh I I, I like I almost went closing remarks. Uh, I did it for the odds though. All right. So I I like that I pit went against considering the horses at nine to five. I went with a three horse Oakhurst. You mentioned I mean Diamato, it's like can the dude <laughs> can the dude miss a turf race right now? I mean it's just you, you might like, on the turf right now and, and stakes races at Del Mar, it's like he, he's not it helps that he's got multiples in every race but he also is just dominating in these races and Oakhurst, a horse that you know needed some time off came back uh last time out after a couple months off and looked really good beat a comeback winner as well who's fully at the mount that day gets hernandez up now so uh, to me Oakhurst is kind of that i kind of looked for a horse that Nolly is kind of running that kind of race now. And then Closing Remarks fits that as well, obviously, coming off a win as well. Um, Oakhurst likes Del Mar, likes the distance. Give me the three. Oakhurst at four to one. All right, let's go to the next one here, which is race number 10, I believe. The Fan Duel Racing Del Mar Debutante. Uh, it's grade one, 300K for Phillies two-year-olds. It is going a mile, or no, seven furlongs. <laughs> and... I swear, I'm just going to look at the other screen because I can't count on seeing it on here. <laughs> Huge field here, Halterman, field of 14. Uh, I mean, what what more could you want? Seven seven furlongs, two-year-old fillies, 14 horses. Easy, right? Single. Who are you going? Who's singling here? Doesn't this have, like, meltdown written all over it? Well, I hope it does because that's where I went. So. <laughs> Did you go to the 13 horse as well? With my, my girl, number 13, who got me the win last time. Yep. Yeah, that's who I, I went with Lawrence as well, the 13 horse, and it, it's the same kind of thing. It's just like, how, like, how does this not completely melt down? Like, everybody in here has speed. And the 13 ran really well on debut, should improve off of that race. I think we'll improve with the seven furlongs. I think the, the pace is going to be perfect. So, yeah, give me the 13 Lauren. I'm sure you're going to have similar things to say. Yeah. Um, by the way, that that did not age well, Rodney. Uh, <laughs> it did not age well at all. Uh, but no, it's uh, I, I love Lauren here, and I don't know. Like, we're gonna find out if that was just a a, a you know part of the field melting down that day. But this other side is like this is. I feel like it's gonna do the same thing here. Go watch that replay. By the way, it was Del Mar, the third race at Del Mar, August thirteenth. It was a Sunday, and it was right before that. Uh, it was right before the what race was it? The one with Prince of Morocco and whatever yeah. the, the state. Anyways, best pal. Yeah, best pal. And it was right before that, and it's because I had a double into that, and I needed this five horse. Or, uh, that day was a five, um, Lauren, and that horse just came from the clouds. You watch the top of the stretch, like you think this horse is going to run eighth or something, and the horse just picks him off, comes flying late. I watched it ten times, Halterman. I still don't know how the horse won the wire, got the wire first, but I don't you either. Watch, you watch a slow mo, and the horse did. It's insane. Laurent, this horse should be picking him off. Like, it's a practical joke horse. You know, Peter, obviously, who's had a great meet at Del Mar, but you know, he wanted the horse closer than that. You know, that wasn't the plan. The horse got shuffled out of the gate and then went straight to the back. And 
it kind of lost stride for a little bit too and so it took a minute to get the horse back engaged especially for a first time starter um so i think this horse is going to come flying late and this is i love this horse but it's just a matter of matter if the horse is as good as she looked last time or just a factor of like looked better than she was because of the you know the pace meltdown so i think the nine is obviously a, a, an interesting horse tomorrow the uh, our tamra um the uh beholder the daughter of beholder that's kind of cool right and got the you know spin drift like that, that horse is gonna get pounded though that's the other problem you know that like that horse yeah. is gonna be the favorite right I, I would, I mean, I well, guess, I guess yes, it is. I would guess so, but I guess it technically is right now, seven, two, but I mean, that horse can get bet down. I would think so. Yes, but just, you never know, but I would think so based off of just who it is. Right. Yeah. Um, but no, I think that, people are going to gravitate to that horse. Yeah. It's a good race though. I mean, it's a, it's going to be a fun race to, to, to watch. I don't know what we're going to see out of it, you know? as far as like do you see any kind of as far as you know we kind of learned you know at saratoga for the the boy we might be lacking some two-year-olds what about do you think anything out of this race interesting too that baffert doesn't have any i thought that was interesting yeah i don't know i i think last last week i was very hopeful for the hopeful and it didn't produce so you would think you got 13 of them here you're going to produce a couple um, we'll see. I, I think there's some runners in here. It's a pretty solid field, in my opinion. I mean, it's a deep field. So I, I, I would say yes to answer your question. I think you'll see two or three come out of this and be pretty darn good. Yeah, there's a few in there, I think, that are interesting. So um, definitely one to watch. And it's important to these two-year-olds. Like, you don't have to – obviously, you're trying to pick the winner and hopefully you cash a ticket. But, you know – see what you like and some of these horses like you know that ran well on debut maybe they don't run as great or vice versa and you know could be you know kind of peaking at the right time when it comes to the breeders cup so it's always important to, to watch the races in, in depth even if you don't you know that the hard thing for me sometimes is when you when you when you miss a bet you just turn it off you're just like crap that's that sucked you know but really you need to go back in like take some time go back in dive through it and be like okay what did what what, what really happened here right um, and that way you kind of learn from it and move on. But all right, let's go to Kentucky Downs. That's right. Kentucky Downs making an appearance again here on Saturday. This is uh, race number race 10. And it is a Breeders' Cup winning your end for the turf sprint. You've got uh, going to these purses are insane here, by the way. Six <laughs> furlongs, one mile or six furlongs at Kentucky Downs is is pushing it right because it's going it's tough to go six furlongs it, it, it's a little bit further really um for these horses but six furlongs on the turf kentucky downs purse of a million huge field halterman where are you going i went number 12 dr zimpf on top in this one i i always look at kentucky downs and go okay if the race is six furlongs it really plays like seven furlongs right Hey, it just feels like this track plays longer. So I want a horse that I can go a little bit further than the actual listed distance. That's Dr. Zimp. And then you look at his races. His best races have came overseas in Europe. This is a European style course. So I'm just trying to like, okay, what are some angles you can take here? To me, that's one of them. So I like Dr. Zimp on top. I also like number one, one-timer in second because one-timer has one over Kentucky Downs' turf course. Yeah, that's where I'm going with the, with the one uh, one timer. I just, 
I think that the you know obviously the the one the knock that this horse might have initially would be like well it looks like the horse doesn't you know that last two races back at Woodbine ran six furlongs got tired late um that was only the second start for the horse off the off the bench and you know prior to that this horse has won at six and a half furlongs at where Kentucky Downs so it's not like the horse I don't think can get the distance I just think that day just wasn't his day but I like the horse here ran a nice race at Ellis kind of the prep race for this race um, going five and a half and just dominated ran a 104 buyer that day as well and this horse just consistently runs high 90s uh, low 100 there uh, buyers so to me I thought it was I think I think it's interesting though that you and I both are going against the one I'm not surprised really with no balls because I mean I don't know that he ever wants to go this far but Cogburn to me I thought would be a horse that you'd take pretty seriously here Oh, I take him serious for sure, but it's like what I said at, at the beginning. I think if, if if it's listed six furlongs, it plays more like a seven furlong race, and that's my worry with Cogburn. You know, he's been running five, five and a half furlongs. He's never went past six, so if I am to think, and again, I am, that, hey, this plays a little longer than, that, than the distance that's listed here at Kentucky Downs, I think he might have a little bit of trouble. Plus, he's a favorite, and how many times does a favorite even? I mean, they beat Annapolis last week, for God's sakes, right? So, I mean, it's hard to back favorites at this track. Dream Shake is interesting in here, I think, as well. I mean, just given the fact that we don't really know what the horse is, just went from synthetic, went from you know running poorly on dirt, then to synthetic, and then dominating again on turf. Seems like the horse has figured a di- figured out a distance that uh, that he likes, and obviously running the second start on the turf. Um, eight to one TGAF aboard. I think that horse has some interest there, especially a horse I think can get the mm-hmm. distance. So I don't hate that one at all. Um, you hate to pick too much chalk in races like this, especially at Kentucky Downs. Um, but I think in this case, you're just <laughs> you're just trying to find a winner here. And I, I, I like uh, I like the one one timer. I do agree the post position isn't totally ideal um lots of stakes races we're gonna go through the two breeders cup races race 12 the FanDuel kentucky turf cup stakes grade two worth 1.7 million dollars for three-year-olds and up going one and one half miles on the turf and it is a breeders cup winning in for the long jeans turf so like the second biggest race of the day or of the breeders cup winning your in for that race right here halterman and a field of 12 lined up here seven to two is your favorite all the way close to the outside therapist for maker are you going him or are you going the other maker by by chance i guess there's a couple of makers but the other other maker red knight at four to one i went with uh verstappen the three horse uh we i feel like we've been kind of waiting to bet this horse back got scratched on traverse day i think this is a much better spot for verstappen uh going a mile and a half you know and that's a long distance but this horse won the elkhorn at a mile and a half i think the more distance the better i don't think that's going to bother for Stappen very much um i think this is a really nice spot for this horse so i'm going to go with the three horse for Stappen at nine to two um hopefully we float up a little bit from that price i don't love that price but it's it's good enough for me um just hope he doesn't get bet down any harder than that yeah, I, I probably regret it. I almost pulled the trigger the same way because I, I was really fearing Verstappen that day at Saratoga, and then Mop or Walsh pulled the horse, which, you know, was a factor of the, what was happening on the turf, and so he pulled the horse. And um, yeah, I kind of waiting for the horse to come back as well. So I, I like the pick. I'll be using the horse. Um, I think the, the the horse is making the right kind of moves at the right time. My 
I just, it kind of feels, I feel like Red, like this is Red Knight's race. I just, not a huge Red Knight guy, especially as of late. Feels like he's just kind of aging out a little bit, but it also feels like the kind of race he's going to win. You know, he loves Kentucky Downs. He's ran twice. He's won once, once got second the other time. He loves this distance. He's a mile and a half type of horse, 14 starts, five wins, four seconds, nine of 14 first or second this is he just likes to run this far and likes this track and you know i thought he seemed like you know that manhattan wasn't great and then you know in the united nations ran better didn't run great obviously therapists beat him and that's that's a, that's an issue here but i think red knight given that he did show a little more signs of life that day and the fact that he likes kentucky downs i'll take one more shot on red knight but i, I don't love playing him at four to one obviously <laughs> that's not awesome but again yeah. like we're looking at prices in this race i don't know you know where are you going it's tough for me as far as to make a real case for it you know what i mean i i would i would think about spooky channel a little bit just because the breeding screams distance uh it, I, I mean at 20 to 1 i i think that's kind of a kentucky downs ish type of horse you know yeah. um because you got to think a lot of times you watch these Kentucky Downs racing, and it's like, really? Like, Spooky Channel won? It's like, I could, never could have got there. So I think you skip over, like, your five-to-ones, your eight-to-ones, and you go straight to your crazy ones. And I think he makes sense uh, in a race like this. But uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I guess, like, the six makes a little bit of sense to me as well. Me and Mr. C. That's a that's like the other other maker, and sometimes that happens. So, I mean, I know. I mean, it's probably that's probably the one that will beat me, I guess. But yeah, like I'm okay with letting that happen. Uh, I get it. Yeah, but Red Knight is not going to shock you. No, Red Knight for me. I also like Verstappen as well quite a bit. That's your top pick um, to win here, and of course that's. You know, I, I imagine if Red Knight was probably already planning to get there, but it's crazy, man. One point, it's a million dollar, million, one point seven million dollar race. Isn't the turf like a? Is it a four million dollar race? Uh, yes, I believe so. It's a four now, but yeah, four. I mean, still, like you're. I mean, you're. This is a half, half of that purse. Is this race? I know. Alone, it's nuts. So it's crazy. Uh, We'll go to Sunday for the Run Happy Del Murphy Charity. Now, as of recording here at 3.30 Central Time on Thursday, there's no, you know, overnights, there's no entries out yet for this race. But the charity, obviously, the, the highlight of the of the meet for two-year-olds happening Sunday and the, you know, the closing day. And you've got, um, you've got to imagine, right, Prince of Monaco in the race, um, I believe, the other one here we got the nominations up here heart land is that what it is heart something it's another Bafford horse um yeah heartland for Bafford. i've heard both those horses are going to run in the race so that's all i really know of um off of that but you as good as we'll talk about prince of monaco as good as he ran that last race you got to think he's gonna probably gonna be the favorite here yeah i would agree with that i think prince of monaco is gonna be the horse to beat in this spot just going to depend on uh, the pace setup. You know, you got a really good pace setup last time. You would think you get that in two-year-old races. Like, if it's anything like the Philly race, you know, it looks like there's going to be a lot of pace. Yeah, I, I will have to see who enters, but it's going to be hard to probably go against him. He looked pretty darn good uh, in that uh, race last time out. And the best pal is the other Baffert. So, 
We'll see. This time he's going to be the Baffert. I'm sure he'll be favored. We'll just see how he does. I mean, was it a pace setup or is he just really that good? We're about to find out in this one. Well, I think it was uh, pretty telling that even though the horse ultimately scratched because, you know, apparently didn't like the field, right? That's what the word we, stop. The right. word we heard. But I, I think it's I think it's telling that Baffert sent out, you know, he sent out Muth to Saratoga in order to run Prince of Monaco here, you know? Like, he knew that Prince of Monaco is going to be tough to beat, so why even try to run Muth against him? That's kind of at least the, that's the, the angle I'm going with. That's what you assume, for sure. And then, of course, Muth, you know, didn't run. Who knows what's wrong with him? I mean, that, that's another thing. Like, transparency in this sport is crazy. Like, Muth did not scratch because the field was too tough. He was the favorite in the field. I mean, give me a break. Like, you didn't ship him all the way to Saratoga and go, oh, you know what? This field's too tough. We'll scratch. He's obviously something's wrong with him. But uh, anyway, uh, when you come to this, you do kind of assume, hey, if Muth is going over there, if he's shipping horses away, this has got to be the horse to beat in this spot. This is his, his best one as of right now. So, uh, you know, you look at how he's handled his horses in the past. His best one is running this race. So, um, I would think he's gonna he's gonna run here and he's gonna be pretty tough to beat. Yep, and uh, as we saw last, uh, what day was that? Monday, I guess. In the hopeful, not exactly uh, gonna be scaring too many of these two year olds off when it comes think. to the Breeders' Cup. <laughs> no, that was bad. That was bad. Bad. There, there's not often where I think a race is filled with really good horses. And they run, they run a race, and it's that bad. Like, I thought there were some sharp, sharp-looking horses in there, and not a one of them ran. I know. Like, Crazy. if you would have said a, the, the winner of this race is going to be like, I, I, I don't remember off the top of my head, 72 buyer or whatever, 77, Shot. you would have been, well, one, you would have said, well, it's going to be one of the Fletcher, you know, Fletcher or Asperson or Cox or whatever, one of those horses, right? No doubt. Yeah. Not... Not only did he not be one of those, it's a 56 to one shot. And those other horses, meaning they ran even worse of a buyer. <laughs> it's yeah. just, it's crazy. It was a bad, bad. Yeah, that's a good, yeah. I, I, Pastor T, which is he on the list? Yeah. Yeah, he's dead. He's dead. Baffert killed him. Well, I don't want to put that out there, but he, he Baffert's horse, he died. Actually, it was the, more. what was it? Morning of the Travers, right? It, it, was the morning of the Travers or the, maybe the day before, but I think it was the morning of the Travers. Yeah. Yep. And that was, that's and that would have been a horse for sure in the race, um, no yes. doubt. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll we'll, we'll uh, begin and end the podcast the same yeah. way. But that won't be making it. <laughs> that is a look at uh, at Sunday's great Grade One hopeful, yeah. and make sure you guys come to racingdudes.com. We'll have full analysis of that once the car comes out. <laughs> All right, it's all the time we have. Check us out at racingdudes.com for free picks and our premium selections on our products page. Click the Get Racing News Premium button at the menu at racingdudes.com to learn more. Remember to go check out the Best Bets page as well as our free premium picks page where you can get not just our premium picks, hang on, um, but our uh, you can get solo bombs occasionally that are free. You can get rockets that are free on there. We'll, we'll post those from time to time and you can get an idea of what those products are like. We're on Twitter at racing underscore dudes, Instagram and Facebook. You can find all episodes of Lingers Off by visiting our podcast page. 
Apple Podcasts, all the places you listen to, we are there, as well as the Magic Mike Show. He'll be live in 20 minutes yep. talking about Del Mar Saturday Late Pick 5. So if you want more thoughts on that Late Pick 5 at Del Mar, make sure you just stay tuned. Blinkers Off is just going to carry your carry your way right into that. Yep. Um, all right. Hey, dude. Hang on. My, he's he's hour and a half is it's we've reached the max. Oh yeah, um, but do we do it every year? So I, I kind of teased it earlier. Give me your Super Bowl prediction. I'll, we, uh, I'll give you mine. We do it every year. I don't know that we've ever. I mm, I did get Chiefs. I, I we both said Chiefs last year, right? Mm-hmm. So we got that right. Can we do it again? Two years in a row. Uh, give me the 49ers and the Chiefs. I think it's a rematch from uh, three or four years ago. Uh, I'll take the Chiefs to win it, but I, I do think the 49ers pose a threat, um, pretty big threat this year. I think I think even if their quarterback struggles, I think they've got the pieces to be really, really good. Um, I think this is probably not good for me to – uh, maybe I, I mean, it's great because it's all, you know, just low expectations and then, you know, over deliver, hopefully um, give me the, I'm with you on the 49ers. I think the quarterback situation is my only concern. Um, and I'm going the Bengals in the AFC. Hmm. Wow. Just, you can think about it. I mean, they were a, in a right call, proper call, but a, that game could have gone either way. Mm-hmm. Um, that the AFC championship and obviously has had our number more times than not the Bengals have. So they're, there's, they're so close. Obviously they made it Super Bowl, didn't get it done, but give me the suit, uh, the Bengals versus the 49ers and the 49ers give Bur- Burrow another loss in a Super Bowl. So, and the 49ers get that win that they almost had against the chiefs a few years ago. So, uh, 49ers and Bengals is my pick. Uh, I don't know. I, I just think that the AFC is way tougher than the NFC to pick. I, between yeah. the NFC, I was like, it's like it's either to me, it's either the, um, you know, the 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 Eagles, the 49ers. I can't go Cowboys, um, but I, really past those two, it's tough to like get you, you know, have a solid take on one of those teams. Yep. Giants, yep. no. Um, Saints, no. I just don't. I don't, I'm having a hard time with that NFC side. AFC, dude, you can you can come up with six or seven, I think. Yeah. Obviously, think the Jets so are they the Jets are AFC championship or bust. That's what they are. Mm-hmm. So you gotta you gotta throw them in. You gotta throw the Chiefs, you gotta throw the Bingos, you gotta throw the Bills. Um, there's four. Ravens should be better. Ravens are five. Yeah. The Chargers always have hype, I guess, but I, I'm not, you know, being in that no. di- our division, that makes it tough. Nope, they're not. Um, doing it. Who am I? Who am I missing that could possibly? You know, the AFC East is tough. Mm-hmm. That's a tough division, and they have to play the AFC West mm-hmm. <laughs> and the. Uh, they have what are the? They play the. Uh, what did you say to me? Who they? They, they play the Eagles too. Mm-hmm. Right, that mm-hmm. division. So it's a it's a tough that like the AFC East is so tough in the sense that they have to play all them twice, right? Yep. But they also have to play, you know, the Chiefs that division. They have to play the Eagles that division. It's so that's tough to have a, a you know more than one team come out of that division. Yep. Very, very, very tough. That that and that's the problem. 
with the Jets, it's like, okay, you're going to be a lot better, but gosh, the road is tough. So I, I agree. The AFC is loaded. NFC, those two, those two teams are good. The rest of them, I, I don't know. Maybe the Rams might bounce back and be better, but it doesn't look that great in the NFC. Sit on my lap. You got one whole division in the NFC that's just a joke. And you got another one that's half of it's a joke. So, yeah. So the biggest question I have for you, Alterman, is are the Turtles going to win tonight? The Turtles, who are they playing? The Turtles, oh, let me, I was just about to read that to you. The Turtles are playing the, uh, hang on, the <laughs> Austin. <laughs> a team that did not name their name team. So give me the turtles. If you're, if you didn't even name your team name, give me the turtles. Now let me give you some, let me give you some points of reference as well. You know, we only one weekend This is week two for us, but we did the pandas lost. I mean, I'm sorry. The pandas beat the turtles last week, four to zero. Okay. Ooh. Tough game. Pandas Ooh. are the best team in the league though. Okay. Uh, pandas went on to win last or Tuesday night, seven to zero. Okay. So they don't, I mean, they're clearly a dominant team. Right. Now the team Austin, they got beat by the Vipers zero to three. So they're a tough. They they had a bad team. They didn't play well either. So we got two defeated teams playing tonight. I I I like our chances on the Turtles. Yeah, if you, I mean again, I I think the Turtles get the job done here. Now, I I don't know. After that, we'll have to we'll have to look oh, at the rest will. of the games. But Turtles should win tonight. I'm gonna go four. No, I'm gonna go four to two. <laughs> four to two turtles i think we're gonna score some goals i got i got by the way turtles are uh i coach my cohen's soccer team so it's u8 soccer team parks and rec soccer team game tonight um i got cohen playing in out on the field tonight so i, I expect some goals to be a more offensively charged team i usually have to put him back in the goal to help save our games and uh you know now i'm at the point where like you know what maybe we can just outscore the teams that's what the goal is so we're not we're not playing much defense but we plan to win tonight so i like turtles go, go turtles <laughs> um all right go turtles go chiefs uh any final thoughts halterman go turtles go turtles <laughs> hey coop turtles are gonna win tonight he thinks okay that's good enough for me <laughs> right, well, i don't like his confidence <laughs> i'm jared welch he's there at alterman good luck this weekend Good luck, Chief. I like turtles. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. <laughs> This has been a presentation of RacingDudes.com, your destination for all things horse racing and sports betting. Whether you want free winners, expert insider picks, up-to-the-minute trackside weather reports, or podcasts and videos for bettors of all skill levels, never make another wager without visiting the Racing Dudes first. 